Welcome to the Mindset for Runners podcast, helping you to access and unlock your true potential as an athlete. Hey, it's Rob here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Just a quick shout out to all the new people who have joined us in the last few weeks. I want to welcome you to the podcast and I really hope you get some practical stuff to help you with your running or with your triathlon or, or with life in general from this stuff. All right, let's get straight into it. No mucking around. This week, athletic identity. We're going to talk about how you can build a more healthy and mature athletic identity. Now, why would you want to do this? Like I say, with mindset stuff, if you don't tap into your mindset training and really utilize all the things you can, you are never going to unlock your full potential as an athlete. So if you think of the two different ways you become an athlete, the physical training and the mental training, that mental training is the key that unlocks your physical capabilities. So we want to make sure that you're not leaving anything on the table. And one of the ways you can leave some performance on the table and enjoyment is by not having um, a strong or a realistic athletic identity. So the reason we're going to do this podcast is to really get you to understand what your athletic identity currently is and see if it matches the reality of the athlete you actually are. And if you want to change your athletic identity, that's 100% possible. I'm going to show you how to do that a bit later on. So let's first of all get into it. What is an athletic identity? And Basically, it's how much you identify as an athlete. It's made up of the thoughts and the feelings that you have about yourself and the way that you talk to yourself. And all these things really make up how you see yourself as a runner or as an athlete in general. You may have heard me say before in previous podcasts, I never actually saw myself as a runner. Even though I've been training for you know, coming up to 13 years, I'd done a lot, a lot of miles. I went through many events, more than 100 events as a runner. I just didn't have really any athletic identity. And this is evident in the way I got around. I never spoke about my running to my friends and family. I didn't wear running clothes when I was, you know, not training. I just didn't really have that link that I was an athlete. Um, so I had a good link that I was a dad. I was very proud of being a you know a good father, a good husband, a good firefighter, which is my job. I had all these other identities, you know, a, a good son, a good friend, and all these things that made up who I was as a person. But I never had any any like saying to myself that I was actually an athlete and I wouldn't identify at it. So that affected my performances because if I didn't see myself as an athlete and I didn't see myself as a good athlete or a good runner, then really I'm sure you can imagine how that that would affect my physical performance in training and then in the races. Imagine standing on the start line amongst hundreds of other runners and not actually feeling in in my heart that I was a runner. Can you imagine you'd be looking around seeing other runners and you'd think instantly that they're better than you or that they're runners, but I'm not a runner. And that's what was happening to me. And the problem with that was I wasn't training and thinking like an athlete. I was thinking like a father, a son, and a firefighter who sometimes goes running. I would even say, oh, I'm just going out for a run. And that's one of the things I'll teach you later on. I actually changed that. Instead of I'm going out for a run, I'm going to do my training now. I'm going to my session now, right? This is this is my time to build myself as an athlete. Right, so 
Emerson said the ancestor to every feeling is a thought. Now, what he meant by that was you have the thought first and then subsequently you have the feeling after the thought. So if your thought is, I am a, I am a brilliant athlete, you're going to have a strong, confident feeling in your body that follows that thought. If your thought is, I'm not really much of a runner, then you're also going to have a feeling that follows that sentence. So we're going to learn how to build your athletic identity a bit later on, and we're going to come back to that saying from Emerson about the, the, the ancestor to every uh, feeling, sorry, the ancestor to every feeling is a thought. Let's go to a book called The Brave Athlete. You would have heard me talk about this before. Uh, one of my favorite books on mindset, absolutely brilliant. Leslie Patterson, world champion, uh, exterior triathlete, and Simon Marshall, a doctor and a, and a brilliant um, psychologist who works with sports people. Now, they outline athletic identity, and they call it how to build a mature or a healthy athletic identity. The reason they say this instead of like a strong or a powerful one is they want to help you keep balance in your life and not swing that pendulum completely to one side and be an athlete and then forget about all your responsibilities to your family, to your, to your, to your spouse, to your partner, and to, to your business and work. So that's what we're really going to aim for here, a mature or a healthy athletic identity. It's not an inflated ego. It's not you putting yourself down as an athlete. It's you seeing yourself as in reality of how good you actually are. And that's also helped by knowing how people around you see you as an athlete. Like that 360 degree feedback that sometimes your manager makes you do at work every year. Um, so that, that's what it really like. If you can match how you see yourself as an athlete with how the people around you see you, that's a healthy, mature athletic identity. So once again, for me, all the people around me saw me as a runner, as an ultra runner, as this crazy guy running these long distances and as you know a really excellent athlete. But I didn't have that. I didn't see that. If you asked me to write down all the things I was in life, athlete maybe would have been way down the list. But So that's unhealthy. See, there's a mismatch. There's a dissonance between how I see myself and how people see myself. So we really need to, to start to see ourselves. And that's done through looking at the facts about ourselves. I've done this many races. I've been training for this many years. I've actually performed well in this many races. And and seeing it as it is, instead of letting our filters and our um, perceptions of ourself get in the way of our athletic identity. I hope this is making sense so far. We are going to move on because I want to get into the how, just so you can you know, really start to build yourself a strong and healthy um, athletic identity. In, Claudine Chi was the one that actually identified this in me. One of our first calls, she picked up that I had no athletic identity and we really worked hard to first of all bring me up to where I should have been, um, which you may have heard me say in previous podcasts, that big phrase we, we encompassed all the work we did around it was, I am a contender in these races. I never saw myself as a contender. I just saw myself as I don't know, some dude who put on a pair of running shoes and rocked up to the race. But if you looked back at all of my performances and my training history and my splits and my speed and my time and the amount of you know, kilometers I was logging per week, I was a contender in these races. And that's not an egotistical thing. That is fact. But I wasn't seeing it as fact. I was holding myself back through the eyes of um, my, my self-perception. So Claudine helped me to build that. And we really worked on 
building that I am a contender. I deserve to be here. I deserve to be on the podium and I can I can win this, right? So we, we started to feed this, this self-concept and actually see it in reality. And then we build it even, even further than that. Um, so if you don't build your athletic identity, it'll always kind of be at the whim of the way you see yourself in life in general. And it really affects that. So if you don't have a great perception of yourself, if you have no confidence at work or in your relationships, or blah, blah, that'll also probably transfer onto your athletic identity. And the thing about building your athletic identity, I just realized how many times I've said athletic identity in this podcast. If I use the term AI, it doesn't really fit because it stands for something completely different. Um, artificial intelligence, of course. So I'm going to keep on having to say it. So when you build your athletic identity, it rubs off in all other areas of your life and you will build a stronger confidence in other areas of your life. And that's what really happened with me Um through this process, I, I used to be really shy about putting this information out. I didn't think anyone would listen to it. Who cares about this kind of stuff? But really, when I started to do it in myself, I, I was like, if, you, if, if you're listening to this and you don't get this information, this could hold you back for the rest of your life as an athlete. And I don't want that. I want you to reach your potential. It's, it's what really drives me to keep recording these. So let's do the work. Um, first of all, we have to look at that definition of an athlete that you may have. Because when I ask people in workshops or when I'm coaching with them one-on-one, what, what is an athlete or what is a triathlete or what is a runner? Everyone's got their own definition of what those words mean, right? And so, for example, I remember an early workshop I did, I asked what a triathlete was because everyone in the room, there would have been 15 people in this workshop and they all had different answers. Oh, they, they wake up early every morning and they never have trouble getting out of bed. They, um, they do intermittent fasting to make sure that they're, you know, fueling their long runs purely um, on fat, fat burning instead of using carbs. Are uh, they always meditating? They're definitely doing their stretching program and they're definitely doing their strength work. All triathletes do their strength work. Um, they, they're always positive thoughts and they're always fit. And, and this whole long list of things that these people thought a triathlete was. And at the end of it, people were, were laughing about, there's nobody on the planet like this, but sometimes our thoughts build this up. So I really, for this athletic identity, let's go to Ben Crow's definition of what an athlete is. If you ever heard Ben Crow, who's Ash Barty's uh, mindset coach, Steph Gilmore, the surfer, um, and you know Dylan Orcott, Australian of the Year, an absolute champion tennis player, and so many other people. But, but Ben Crow's definition of an athlete is anyone who likes to compete, have fun, and play. Now, isn't that a simple definition of an athlete? Much more simple than I had, which was similar to the people in the workshop with who had the triathletes. So let's let's start to build your definition of of the athletic identity that you either have now or you want to have. Let's get into how we do it. There's two ways to fix your identity or, or um, to build your healthy and, and mature athletic identity. The first now stay with me here, is to work on changing your thoughts, which change your beliefs, which change your feelings, which change your actions, right? So that's the first way. You start to change the thoughts. I want to go on this a little bit later. So we start with the thoughts and it ends up changing your actions down the line. The second way is to go the other way, the top down. So you change your actions, which change your feelings, 
which change your beliefs, which change your thoughts. If you're confused, I was completely confused when I first heard this. So let's do some examples or how this actually works. If you want to start changing your thoughts, so the first way, you really have to start by capturing the thoughts that you're having about yourself and then changing them, which will change your belief and then it will change your feelings. So this is where you might change from, oh, I'm, I'm not a runner or I'm not an athlete to I am an athlete or I am a runner or I am a contender, which was my one. And the way you start to change these thoughts are you notice the thought, oh, I'm not a runner or I'm a slow runner or I'm not a triathlete. And then you start to build, I am this. And that's a thought, right? And then you start to back up the thoughts. Well, I've been running for three years now. Um, I've completed in I've competed in running events, and I'm you know I've been consistently running twice a week for three years, and then that's how you start to build almost like you're fighting that part of your brain that's saying oh, you're nothing or you're not a good athlete or blah blah blah, and you come in and say actually the evidence is contrary to what you're telling me, so nick off right I'm in control now, and when you can understand that you are in control of those thoughts, you can start to change your athletic identity working from the bottom up. Right, so I am a contender. You might put a reminder on your phone at twice a day to remind yourself, I am an athlete. I am, and you can put a you know, adjective, adjective, <laughs> or advert. My apologies. I am a brilliant athlete, or I am a solid athlete, or I am a stubborn athlete, or I am a consistent, or I am a, um, you know, confident athlete, and start to have that, those thoughts coming in through your reminders on your phone or on your watch. You can do the old sticky notes around the house, on the fridge, and the bathroom mirror when you're brushing your teeth, um, and, and start to build those thoughts to, to build the belief in you. Read through your training plans. Write down what you've done in the past and have it visible for you on your phone, on the wall. I have this stuff on the wall around my house to, to remind me because my brain wants to convince me that I'm not an athlete or I'm nothing or blah, 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 and I need to keep saying to it, actually, you're wrong. Look at all the medals on the wall. Look at the trophies that I've won. I am this person. And it's, it's, it's kind of like you have to work on it, right? Claudine used to say to me, belief has to be earned, has to be built, and has to be practiced. Right? I love that. And that's what we're doing here. We're starting to change these thoughts, which change the way we feel, which change our ac- um, feelings and our actions. Right, I hope that makes sense. And just if you're having a little bit of trouble with, with what phrases to use, I'm going to share one from that Leslie Patterson shares in that Brave Athlete. And she says, I doubt my ability, but I've actually accomplished quite a lot. Isn't that a beautiful way of starting to build your athletic identity um, by acknowledging that you doubt it, but you've actually got a, a history of stuff you've done. Right, let's move on to the next one, which is the other way that we're going to attack it. And that's from changing your actions, which are going to change your feelings, which are going to change um, your um, thoughts, sorry, actions, feelings, beliefs, thoughts. So that starts by referring back to James Clear and Atomic Habits. If you listen to the podcast where I talked about habit building, we learn a phrase that James Clear says, um, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you want to be. Right? So if you want to be more of an athlete, you take the actions that you expect an athlete would, and that means you start to feel like one. So 
you know, if an athlete gets up early, well, that's 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 what you need to do. If you if you decide that an athlete, you know, does strength work twice a week, or does daily strength work, or does a stretch in the morning, and always makes their training program, and always uh, writes their notes in their training log, or an athlete, you know, drinks a protein shake after every workout, whatever it is, when you take the actions that align to what you want the athletic identity to be. That's when you start to build it from the top down. So what I want you to really do this week is to choose one of these. Either start with the thoughts, capturing the thoughts, changing the thoughts, building the belief, or start from the other end, which is changing the actions that that an athlete or a runner would take that lets you know that you are a runner because you're doing those same athletes. A couple of examples of, because what we're really talking about the second way is Building an alter ego is one way you can do this. So it's a couple of great and maybe overused um, examples, but but they're really they're really good. So <laughs> Beyonce, it's funny. Uh, um, when I was writing the notes for this, I was like, I never thought I'd actually mention Beyonce on my podcast, but here we go. So Beyonce used to be scared of performing, right? Massive performance anxiety, couldn't get out there, didn't didn't actually perform at her best because her anxiety was holding her back. So she created the alter ego, Sasha Fierce, right? And she became her before she went onto that stage. And even when she was practicing, she would step into who Sasha Fierce was. She would wear the clothes and the makeup. She would take on the persona of Sasha Fierce. And then she would go out on stage. She wouldn't be Beyonce. She would be Sasha Fierce. Then she'd step off the stage, go back to Beyonce, and go back to being Beyonce in her world. Now, eventually, after performance, after performance, and practice, after practice, after practice, Beyonce became Sasha Fierce. Now, the reality was, Beyonce was always Sasha Fierce, just that part of her wanted to come out and be expressed into life, and that's the way that she brought that out of her, by pretending she was actually someone else, when in reality, it was just a part of her that wanted to come out. Um, second example, Kobe Bryant, right? Kobe had, um, an alternate ego, um, called Mamba, right? So when he was going through the same thing in the early 2000s, up and coming star, like amazing basketball, again, the fear, the, the anxiety, the not knowing how to perform and, and to be, then he watched that movie Kill Bill, where, um, I forget who the character was, had the black Mamba snake and she used to release it onto people to, to kill him, which was pretty amazing way to, to do it do your work so kobe saw that movie and went what's that that's me i am that he went he went and looked it up what's that snake it was called the mamba he's like that's what i am that's what i'm going to be and he stepped into that's how i'm going to be on the court i'm going to be fast and i'm going to be fierce i'm going to take no prisoners and i'm going to be you know the last man standing and all that kind of stuff and he built this persona around the mamba and that's what he became known as um you know, later in his career when he actually shared what he did. But the same as Beyonce. He, he was always that person, but it took this creating that alter ego to, to build his athletic identity and to work down from, from the actions first. So now that I've been rabbiting on about this stuff, I really want you to choose one way this week you're going to build your athletic identity. Are you going to start to put sticky notes on your fridge Are you going to put reminders in your phone? Are you going to start to catch the thoughts that lower yourself as an athlete and start to say, "Uh uh-uh, no more. I'm in control of these thoughts. I'm going to see myself as I truly am. And I am worthy of being in that running group. I am worthy of being in the pool with those people because I am a consistent trainer and I'm building towards this next event or this next goal I have of whatever it is for you. 
you're going to start building those thoughts and then changing your feelings and your beliefs based on those thoughts? Or are you going to step into the actions? Like James Clear said, what's the type of person that, uh, what, sorry, what does that, that person do? Oh, that's not very well expressed, my apologies. If I want to be that type of person, what are the actions they take and work down from there? And sometimes it helps if you've got a role model or a mentor or somebody you look up to, to say, well, if that person represents an athlete or a runner or a triathlete, and it could be your favorite athlete, what does that person do on a daily basis that I can do? Maybe I can just take one or two things that they do and start to build it into my, you know, my, my routine or my practice or my training that would let my conchi know that I am becoming an athlete just like that person. All right, so what I really want to just sum up here is you can build this in yourself. If it's weak in you and if it's not fully mature and healthy, um, it's in your control. You can change your athletic identity. When you do this, other areas of your life will benefit, right? And and that this is the journey that I've gone on and I'm still going on. So I'm glad to be sharing this with you. So any tiny increase, any in tiny, like any tiny incremental improvement in this area is going to help you unlock more of your, your, your physical potential and your performance as an athlete. All right, have fun with this. This could be a lifelong journey. I know it is for me. So take your time with it. But really, it's worth doing the work. The I am, the identity stuff is really, really integral to your mindset. And if you can do this work, then, then the, the, the stuff I can teach you later on around your mindset is really going to be built on a solid foundation. So it's worth your time. As always, have a great week, have a great month. And um, hit me up if you have any questions or if you'd like to have any um, topics that I could cover on the podcast that would really help you develop your mindset as a runner or as a triathlete or as an athlete. Until next time, get out there and get after it. Thanks for listening to the Mindset for Runners podcast. I hope you got something useful and practical out of this episode. If you have a question around the mindset of runners or athletes in general, please email me, athlete.mindset.training at gmail.com and I'll answer your question on an upcoming podcast. And if there's anyone you know who could benefit from the information I share in these podcasts, please share it with them. See you next time.